0: Welcome to Chatterbox Hub. This podcast aims to be your go-to resource for insights, advice, and engagement with all things audio and not only. I'm Yulia Stancheva, a voice actor, presenter, and producer, and I will be your host in this episode. In turbulent times such as these, to ride out the storm, freelancers and small businesses in the creative industries are finding new ways to adapt and survive. It has never been a better time to work on your own brand marketing, PR or website, to refresh your portfolio, to expand your network and start new projects. Adapting and refusing to let the current situation stop you from staying positive and afloat is a must. But sometimes it's difficult to find calm and clarity amidst chaos. That's why I have invited a special guest who will be teaching us how to transform our time of self-isolation into a time of self-realization. And there is a bonus material at the end of this episode featuring some fantastic voice actors represented by Chatterbox Voices who have recorded a special message for you. Stay tuned. Hub. My first guest in this episode is Gabrielle Fritz, an actress, voice artist, and an alternative therapist and intuitive coach in London. She specializes in the law of attraction and energy management and is a trained medium and an EFT practitioner. Gabi, how are you doing in these challenging times?
1: Uh, do you know it's interesting that you call them challenging times? I've changed that in my head because, yes, they are, people are telling us it's challenging and it is, obviously. It's something new and it's, and it's unknown and it's out of our control. I've actually settled in quite well into my um, routine Um, There are a lot of aspects that I'm enjoying working from home, if I'm honest. And I know that I'm not the only person. Um, I've spoken to a lot of other people as well. So the way you see something, your perspective of something creates um, your experience. If you see it as something negative, if you see it as challenging, if we we give it all these labels of challenging and triggers fear, but if we see it as, okay, this is what we have and how can we make the best out of it? And, you know, there's a beautiful... um, saying, and and I'm just going to paraphrase, but that um, geniuses and successful people have the same problems as everyone else. They but face them differently. And I think that's what the whole thing from the very beginning, I felt like, wow, this is an opportunity. And this is work-wise, I've never been busier, to be honest. I've created a website. um, I've uh, set up a home studio. I've, um, you know, all these things. I really feel the word opportunities out there. And you know, even for the people I think who are out of jobs now, who are not able to work from home, or I think it's an opportunity to rethink their future because we've all been so stuck in in our you know daily routines, in a habit, in like this um you know cycle, the hamster wheel. And I think it's so healthy to sometimes stop and reflect and actually um, rethink what's important for us, what's meaningful to us. Where am I going? Am I going in the right direction or not? So these pauses are are good for us.
0: How was your career as a freelancer affected? Did you have to do any major changes to adapt to the new situation?
1: I did. So yes, obviously, also in the beginning, I did have a little bit of, whoa, What's just happened? Because I had acting gigs, voiceover gigs um, lined up, and they were all cancelled. Luckily, I have another um, career, sort of uh, business on the side, which is this spiritual coaching type thing um, and therapy. It, yes, I had to, I had to uh, restructure. Obviously, I had to suddenly think of, uh, um, you know, how do I set up a home studio, which is. But I think as, as I've spoken to you about, it's something that we've always had in the back of our heads to do anyway. You know, there's so many things, even me um, um, creating my own website now for my spiritual work. It's something that I've always put off. And it's like now, okay, bam, now we have to do it. And within days or weeks, it was done. So yes, there has been adjustment. But you know, life is always like that. Change is the only constant and a lot of us, we always want to hold on to change. So things uh, so things from time to time do change very drastically. It's not normal that it changes that quickly, but it can happen. In hindsight, very often when things happen, when a person dies, when you get laid off from a job, when something happens that's very drastic and, and immediate, in the beginning, we have this reaction of, wow, what just happened and fear that might come up or uncertainty. But when you learn to trust life, In half a year's time, in a year's time, in two years' time, we will look back and think, wow, this was really necessary and this was actually a really good thing.
0: Resilience is so important.
1: Resilience, yes, but also maybe trust. Trust that
0: things will work out at the end. Trust in yourself that you can manage through this.
1: Exactly. Trusting that it's actually all leading towards where you're meant to go.
0: You were recently part of a webinar called From Chaos to Calm where you were giving insight into how we can transform our time of self-isolation into a time of self-realization. Can you tell me more about this?
1: Well, the webinar was a little bit about because of the media and because of what's happened, um, we've been um, sort of um, swarmed in negative news. <laughs> that This is why, for instance, I consciously do not plug into the news very often at all. And also, I feel it's very, they're not, you know, before COVID even, if you open a newspaper, it's not healthy. If you read this on a daily basis, you don't have to be a scientist, you don't have to be a doctor to know that this will negatively affect your mind. Absolutely. What the webinar was about, that a lot of people suddenly, because they are on social media, because they read the news, because they were suddenly from the outside so bombarded with all this negativity, with all this fear, and the government, and when certain people in the government and, and the media, they came out and said, okay, that's a the situation, there's a virus, and they came out and said, um, you're all going to die, or many people are going to die, and blah, blah, blah. The first thing I thought was like, and I just saw the headline, I thought, what kind of a leader is that? What leaders are they? Because if you, th- if you compare them to someone in a, in a family, right, if you're, if you're a child and something happens and you're looking to your parents, to your leaders for guidance on what to do, and they're going to tell you...
0: You would never want to hear something so scary.
1: Exactly. And they're going to tell you, well, you're going to die or this is going to happen. What is it going to create in you? Fear. Panic. Yes. Panic. I've learned, and this is what my work is about, to kind of uh, choose myself, how I want to feel. So many people are so affected because they're so dependent on the outside world. They're so affected by what others say, by what others do. Um, I was doing a course. I run five-week programs called Law of Attraction Abundance programs. And I was in the middle of one um, when COVID hit or when, before the lockdown hit. So we had sessions in person before, and then we had to switch to um, Zoom and Stuff that the people talked about that they had problems with in their lives before COVID and after are actually quite similar because they were talking about, I don't know how to deal with my co-worker. They're so negative and this is so negative. My family's really negative. And this, are, this is the stuff that always affects them. And this is the same thing, whether it's the media, whether it's your co-workers, whether it's your family members, we give way too much power to sources outside of ourselves, over our emotions and over our thoughts. So I think uh, what the webinar was mainly about and what a lot of my work is about to kind of, instead of being programmed by the outside world and conditioned and to really make a choice, so hang on, I'm in charge. Of my own health, of my own well-being, of how I want to see the world, of how I want to see a situation, and t- learning to trust yourself more. Your health is in no one else's hands but your own. It's it's kind of like imagine you have all these TV channels, right, in the world. You have a hundred different channels. You are the one who's choosing what you want to tune into. You can tune into EastEnders drama, rawr, conflict. You can tune into a documentary about health or well-being. It's up to you. So your point of focus, your decision-making is what's important. So it's kind of like um, becoming more aware and more intentional and more deliberate about what you're choosing in your life. It's like um, creating a soup, being a cook and creating your own soup, right? The ingredients that you put into the soup, whether it's junk, whether it's a lot of sugar and and a lot of uh, things that are unhealthy, Or whether it's organic food, the the outcome, the soup is going to be very different. And it's the same with influences from the outside, whether you allow good or healthy thoughts, good or healthy emotions to come in. And this is something that a lot of people believe that they're out of control of. They think, well, fear is just something that happens. Anxiety is something that happens. Depression is something that happens to us. No, it doesn't happen. Anxiety or depression doesn't happen from one day to the next. That's practiced behavior just kept happening again and again and your parents were worried around you so that you become a worried person and you listen to the media every day. So it's stuff that you pick up um, unconsciously.
0: How do you change a pattern of negative thoughts and feelings?
1: If you realize that the person who you are right now, you've become by practicing that over and over and over again. So the good news is you can change that. Um, Learning to manage your thoughts and your emotions is practice, nothing else. How many happy thoughts do you think every single day? How many things do you do every single day that make you happy?
0: What would be the three steps of transformation?
1: The first step of transformation or changing of anything is awareness. If you're not aware of how your mind and your emotions are working or how you are working, if you're just running on autopilot, then you cannot change anything. So the first step is awareness. Then the second step is ownership. So you take responsibility for, oh, I've created this or I'm part of this creation. And then the third step is you can adjust it, you can change it.
0: How do we practice awareness?
1: One way to become aware is, for instance, um, through obviously gaining knowledge around this or reading into these things, self-development, self-improvement things um, NLP, uh, mindset work, emotional work. The other very effective tool to, to gain more awareness is meditation. I've been meditating on a daily basis for years now. I'm aware of my thoughts and my emotions when they come up and I guide them rather than they control me.
0: How do we restore our feelings of peace, calm and security?
1: By, um, a couple of things. Um, so one, thing for instance is yeah meditation if you do a daily 10 15 minute meditation practice I would start with a meditation where you um, just have something in, in in the background a little bit of background music uh, put your headphones on, put your phone on a on a on a timer of 10 to 15 minutes 15 minutes maybe is better I think and then just sit and observe your emotions, your thoughts so connect with your physical senses what do you hear what do you smell and just observe yourself and observe your environment without getting involved just by stepping back and observing like you're observing clouds like you're observing cars driving past you on a motorway you're not judging you're not getting involved you're just observing the more you do that you you're understanding you're learning to understand that you're not your thoughts you're not your emotions these are simply energies that are working through you old programs that are running you. Once you can see the program, you can then make decisions. Why am I thinking this? or start to question it? Why am I thinking this? Why am I feeling this? It's as simple actually as, no, as making a choice. And no one is choosing for you but yourself.
0: If you're not happy in some aspects of uh, your work and life, basically now is the time to make that change that you have been craving for. But sometimes... Our own fears can pull us back. So what would you recommend, Gabi? What would you recommend your clients who want to make that change, but they have to overcome their fears first?
1: Um, You just asked a very important question. In order to heal anything that's stuck within you, so old emotional baggage or any of these fears, um, but in order to release that and heal it, guess what? It has to come up. So when it comes up, and that's why something like meditation is, is or conscious work is so important, allow it to come up. Don't be afraid of it. Don't judge it. Just allow these fears to come up and sit with them. That's what part of my work is about. I do something called EFT, emotional freedom technique. And the process in this is that you... Define the emotions that, that bother you, the negative emotions. So it could be fears or, or, or you know, emotions such as I'm not good enough or uh, uh, all kinds of things like that. And you define them so you know exactly what it is. And you bring them up to the surface and you just sit with them. Because guess what? The fear of the fear is a lot worse than the actual fear. And if we stop judging ourselves for being afraid, for being, you know, in the wrong place and not being good enough, and then and instead moving towards accepting where we are and actually embracing that and making peace with that, that's when you can heal that energy, yeah? And that's when you can transmute it into a higher energy.
0: What is the concept behind your program, The Law of Attraction? And um, are you planning to run this program now online?
1: Yes, that's a good question, because I've just actually launched. Um, I, I run these regularly all the time. So and as I said, the last program, program, I had to do uh, half in person and half online. But yes, I've just launched a new one um, uh, that's starting on the 20th of May until the 17th of June. And that's going to be completely on Zoom. So and I've just put that up on my website. It's another five week program. Two hours every week on a Wednesday evening from 7 to 9, uh, where we go into all of these um, structures of, of self-development from, um, you know, knowing what you want, becoming clear about your goals and your intentions, not from the outside world, but from within. What does your inner being really want to create? What are you here to create on this earth, right? What makes you happy? And then the second pillar is about, we we talk about the law of attraction, which is, a lot of people know it from a book called The Secret. Um, Yes, I have read it. But that went, yeah, that went only into one aspect of it, which is, you know, I want something and how do I get it?
0: How to attract more positive things in your life. Manifest,
1: exactly. But the actual core of the law of attraction goes much deeper. The law of attraction is also called the law of resonance. What you send out comes back to you. Like energy attracts like energy. So the thoughts that you think, the feelings that you feel on a regular basis will attract the same people, the same opportunities on that same wavelength back to you. The outside reality is always a reflection of what goes on within us, within ourselves. So everything from your love life, your relationships, your, your finances, your career is a reflection of the thoughts and beliefs and emotions you hold within. It's not about the outside, it's about you within. You change the way you feel and the way you think within yourself, your own energy, your own resonance that you're sending out, and bam! You're going to attract really different people and different opportunities.
0: To learn more about Gabby's Law of Attraction course, visit her website gabriel/innerjourney.com and since Gabby highlighted the importance of meditation, why not come with me on a two-minute meditation journey guided by the French voice actor Guillaume Laroche.
2: Hi. I was wondering what I could bring to this lovely Chatterbox Hub podcast and I thought about maybe leading a two-minute VO-oriented mindfulness mini-reset. So let's start. Settle yourself in your lovely home studio. Brand new for many of us who had to set one up in the last few weeks and rest your feet flat on the floor it should be carpet to dampen the sound feel your feet grounded take a deep breath and another one now move your awareness up your body to your buttocks know that you're sitting here stretch your spine all lined up on top of your sit bones and keep your head straight dignified Ready to voice. Notice the acoustic treatment all around you. Paddings of all sorts. Professional or DIY. Reflectors and pillows. Duvets. Maybe you're sitting in your wardrobe. Anything soft to kill that roomy vibe. Hard to avoid during a lockdown, right? Listen to your room through your headphones. A bit of noise gate will help later on. But for now, just listen. In front of you, your pop shield is awaiting and smells brand new. Pay attention to the smells around you for a breath or two. Try to notice the space at the end of each out-breath. There is perfection and peace in that space. Now get your hands on your keyboard and relax your shoulders down before opening that project on your crazy-looking door. Say, ah. Click on the record button and trust your voice to do the job. The sound engineer will sort out your mistakes in post. I'm just kidding. I'm sure that take was perfect.
0: Going back to my conversation with Gabi, let's recap. It's entirely in our hands how we see challenging situations in our life. And the voice actor, Sally Lomax, has done just that she has embraced a positive outlook to this new situation of isolation and lockdown and has decided to share it with us. I admit it.
3: I've moaned and groaned about the lockdown, along with everyone else. Felt depressed. Felt quite desperate at times. Only allowed to go out shopping for necessary food and essential items. Don't visit or have visitors. It's dire. No Mother's Day celebrations, no Easter celebrations, no Olympics, no park run, no Edinburgh... No, Glastonbury, moan, 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 moan. But then I took a long, hard look at myself. I decided to take a really good look at the situation. And for me, personally, there are definitely many positives. Firstly, I'm very lucky. I live in a house with a garden and it's sunny today. I have a TV. I have the internet and can keep in touch with family and friends. I have wine. I see more of my husband. For the last seven years, he's been working away for most of the working week. And to be honest, it's been quite stressful at times. Not always living together. Even after many years of marriage, you have that awful awkwardness. Every time he comes back home, a sort of, this is my space, why are you invading it type of awkwardness. Every weekend, well, phew, finally we seem to be members of the same household, and this is a positive. My daughter is home from uni for a prolonged period, and so I'm no longer an empty nester. Not only is there more than one person to talk to in the house, I feel young again. No one can see what I really look like. Even on Skype or house party or Zoom, it's always a bit blurry. And so there's no need to dress up and use makeup. You can wear pyjamas all day if you want and just put a jumper on for a Zoom meeting if you have one. Or put sports gear on for a run. And my skin is definitely appreciative of the makeup rest. We live on a bus stop. Well, I know. That wouldn't normally be a positive for many. But right now, because of lockdown, no one is queuing up for a bus outside our house at 11pm on a Friday evening and being annoying outside our kitchen window. I can read a book and not feel guilty that I should be doing something else. Work is closed. It's not my fault. I can bake cakes. Ditto last comment. Knowing that I can only go out to exercise once a day means that I actually do go out and exercise once a day. My body is thanking me. I can't spend money on essentials. My bank account is thanking me. I can't drive anywhere. The environment is thanking me. I can sleep in every day and I don't feel tired all the time. I can even have a midday nap if I want one. If I really want to, I can catch up on all that admin, correspondence, book writing, instrument learning, language learning that I've let go for months, years. Well... Never done, really. We have time. I don't have to do all that, of course, but I can truly choose what I do for probably the first time in my adult life. And when all this is over, I will love so much catching up with my other grown-up children and giving them a big hug. So if, like me, you are feeling down and depressed and lonely and isolated, help yourself a little by writing a list of everything you currently have to be thankful for. And if that doesn't work, there's always wine.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have found a bit of inspiration, clarity and motivation to start that new project that you always had in your mind or simply to embark on that exciting journey of self-realization that will help you follow your dreams. Stay tuned for more inspirational and insightful guests in our next episodes. Until next time.